Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. This is Doug Fain. Today I'm going to have part one of a two-part series in which I talked to John V. Carpenter Jr. about all the different service stations that used to set in Nicholasville. Now, the reason it's going to take two weeks to do this, you wouldn't believe the number of service stations that we had in our community, and John V. will only be talking about those that are in the downtown Nicholasville area. We hope on a later program to talk about ones in the county and in Wilmore. So I had the opportunity to sit down with John V. and reminisce. And we'll do that right after this word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Matt Moore, Superintendent of Jessamine County Schools. In Jessamine County, we believe in utilizing our greatest strengths, our students, our staff, and our community to work toward our ultimate goal of graduating every student life ready. We create an environment that instills a high standard of educational achievement, integrity, and leadership. And we provide opportunities for our students to excel in academics, athletics, the arts, and in life. Successful schools help sustain successful communities. And whether we're east side or west side, we're all in this together. Well, today on All Things Jessamine, we are going to talk about old service stations. You know, there was a lot of these things in our county and city at one time, and owned by local people, a whole lot different than the places that you get your gas today. And with me, I have a Jessamine County native, John V. Carpenter Jr., who knows a lot about this, not only because he's lived here all his life, but because of his family who was involved at one time with early service stations in Nicholasville. John V., welcome to the program. Appreciate you talking to us. Thank you, Doug. It's a pleasure. You know, there have been many service stations and in and, and town, and, and not only that, but out in country stores, and of course we had repair shops, and we had auto dealerships. A lot of people provided that gasoline and those services to keep our cars going, and now it's dwindled down. You don't find many of those, especially out in the county, but today I thought that maybe we would talk about the ones that were located within the city limits of Nicholasville because there was a lot of them. And then maybe on a future program we can talk about the county ones because there was a lot of those too. Certainly. But but why do you think, in your opinion, why do you think that that all of these local ones are gone? Why do we not have that anymore? Well, Doug, most of the older ones have come and gone due to numerous reasons. But in the last 20-odd years, it's been because of the big oil companies. Uh, they have controlled the wholesale price of gasoline and have open company outlets, thus putting the independent, the mom-and-pop store out of business or at least the gasoline portion of that business. So it just got to the point to where people, for instance, Poochie Burton, who we'll talk about in a little bit, you know, it was said of what he would charge and he probably wasn't making a penny or two on the gallon. Just not worth your time. Yes, Doug, it was at the point uh, at toward the end of most of these mom and pops that the price they were paying for gasoline, the company stores were selling it for less than that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it put them at a great disadvantage and uh, they just couldn't make any money out of it. Right. Well, is let's talk about are there any still around? Do we know of any that are still operating that have uh, weathered the time, if you will? Doug, I, I at this time, I really don't think there's a mom and pop store operating in, in Nicholasville at all. One of the oldest currently still open and uh, probably one of the one of the last to quit selling gasoline was the Gulf, as we knew it, uh, the old Gulf station or BP station on the corner of Main Richmond Avenue. Mm-hmm. They go back a long way. Uh, Poochie Burton was the uh, the last operator there of, of that station, but we'll talk about it 
later okay. as we go along. Well, as we said, we're going to talk kind of about the ones in Nicholasville because there was a lot of places you could buy gas outside the city limits and in Wilmore, and we'll do that in another show. But right now, we're going to kind of focus our area on a, basically what you told me is like a square mile that kind of starts where the post office is, where CarQuest is, and go East Maple, West Maple. So we'll, we'll keep it to that area today. And I think the best thing to do is let me just throw out a name of a person or a store, and you tell me your memories. We'll start uh, on the south end with Jim Skidmore. Tell me about him. Jim Skidmore ran a, um, a small garage where the uh, Family Dollar Store is currently. He began, began in an old wooden structure uh, on the back of the lot. I don't believe he sold gas at that time, but he later built a concrete block garage out closer to Main Street and sold gasoline there until the time that Nicholasville became wet. That's allowing the sale of alcohol, uh, and it was more profitable to sell alcohol than gasoline. Uh, he converted it to a liquor store. Uh, I think back at that time, he, he sold pure oil products, I, I believe, when he did uh, sell gasoline. Yeah, it was pretty much a full-service station. It uh, it had two bays uh, on the front, and uh, uh, with we called them grease rack uh, racks where they could raise the automobile up, right. get under it, change your oil, so on. So it was a it was a full-service service station to begin with. And what's really interesting is both products he sold were high octane. Yes, the gas and the liquor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move down the street a little bit from that, going north, and H and H Motors. Tell us about that place. H&H Motors was currently, I think, Hayden. Hayden Company has a shop in that building. Uh, it was uh, owned and operated by William Foundhouse and uh, Garland Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Foundhouse was, uh, of course, uh, we know today, Billy House's dad. and uh, He operated uh, a garage at Maine and Elm. Back then, uh, they sold gasoline. Uh, they also had several side businesses that they operated mm-hmm. out of this building. It sold uh, international and GMC Trucks and uh, Willis Automobiles. That was a brand that went by the wayside years ago, but they also spread lime and fertilize. They also ran a record business there. So it uh, it was quite a, uh, a good spot. Very good people. Found House and Garland Hawk and both were icons pretty mm-hmm. much in the uh, in the community at that time. Now, didn't Garland at late, maybe at the same time or later, have a car dealership down on down in downtown? Yes, he had a Oldsmobile dealership down on uh, East Oak Street. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we're going to go across the street a little bit further north. We'll keep working our way down there where the Baptist Church parking lot is, and tell us about what you remember there. Doug, that was probably one of the oldest businesses in Nicholasville. It was originally a blacksmith shop. Now, this was back in the horse and buggy day. Mm-hmm. and uh, they stabled horses and uh, worked on uh, shoeing horses and other items. That was before they converted to a uh, garage and service station when the horseless carriage replaced the horse and buggies. Mm-hmm. I, of course, don't remember that time, <laughs> but my memory is of a garage in the back of the building that was run by a fellow named Dud Cooper and his son, Jimmy. Jimmy later became uh, one of the better mechanics in Central Kentucky and owned uh, a business in Lexington by the name of Autotech, and he kind of specialized in uh, repair problems that no one else could fix, and he was noted for fixing those uh, those things that were wrong. The gas and oil service was operated by uh, another fellow by the name of Frank, we called him Tubby Gwynn. Uh, he was selling Sinclair oil products 
and was one of the first to offer home delivery to farms and uh, people using fuel oil to heat their homes and power their tractors with. Mm-hmm. Now that was in the parking lot that is located now across the street from the old jail next to where the Walker Hotel is next or to, where it was. Right. Well, we moved down not quite a block and across the street again. We'll go back on the east side of Maine now to an area there in the first block across from Nixville Baptist, Clyde Roberts. Clyde Roberts operated an Aetna, Aetna oil station located in, um, in a storefront just north of Chestnut Street where Town Square Bank sits now. Uh, it was next door to the old Heathman's Grocery, which was a, a landmark also there. The gas pumps were located, Doug, out on the curb, right on the sidewalk. <laughs> uh, you had to pull up to the curb out in the street to uh, to reach the hose and, and fill your car up. They mm-hmm. used extra long hoses then. They could go all the way across the back of your car and all the mm-hmm. way to the other side. Its prime employee at the time was Ms. Roberts. She ran the, ran the business most of the daylight hours. Clyde would go down and open up, and then he'd go to farm to work on his farm, and uh, she would... Uh, after she got breakfast up and all, she would come down then and uh, run the business. Uh, one of their chief loafers and helpers was Bronze Cadillac Larry, uh, <laughs> a much-loved character around town whom we've talked about on your Facebook page several times. Yes. Was noted. Cadillac, uh, when the weather allowed, he'd sit out on a bench out front and hollered everybody who drove past. And back then, he knew them all. He'd sure. call you by name. If the stoplight uh, stopped you, he would uh, he would chat you while you sit there. And from what I've been told, he usually called you by whose child you were. My that's, mother used to tell me that she would holler at him, there's that little roar girl. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. He'd, uh, he'd call me, say, there's John B's little boy. <laughs> I've also been brought to my attention that I've checked with some people uh, prior to getting together with you on this. Mm-hmm that Mr. Clark Overstreet owned and operated uh, that station before Mr. Roberts. That was something a little bit before my time, and uh, I didn't realize till I started working on this. Now, is that the only one that you can remember where the pumps were on the sidewalk and you, right on Main Street? Yes. I, maybe H&H Motors at one time. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that uh, that building came all the way out to the street at one time. and. Okay. Uh, there was a something happened in the explosion that blew off the front of the building, and they built it back. They just closed off the part that didn't blow off. So that, that's the only one I can remember to tell. Right up next to it. Yeah. And I've actually seen pictures of that, and it does look odd yeah. to think that you travel down Main and just stop, basically, right in front of the, the store like that. Okay, we go on down a little bit further. We're going to get down to around the East Maple area, a fella who uh, some people may remember, uh, Hartman Roberts. Yeah, Hartman owned a, uh, a building there and a lot on the corner of East Maple and York Street. Uh, I think Wind, uh, Windstream has a parking lot there now. Mm-hmm. I believe it was an Aetna or an Ashland Oil, uh, evolved to an Ashland Oil station uh, at the time. And it was also another early home delivery wholesale business. They specialized more, I think, in the wholesale business, uh, delivering to the small country stores out in the area who uh, also pumped gas at that time. Mm-hmm. It also became a liquor store uh, 
slash gas station after the town was voted wet. And that's how I remember Hartman Roberts, who yes. owned the liquor store down there. That's correct. And his, by the way, his wife worked for the school system. Correct. Was that for years? Miss Roberts was the, uh, I guess they called them truant officers back then, didn't they? Yes, or attendance. Yeah, attendance officers today. Yeah, right. Uh, she she kept up with the uh, attendance, and uh, if people were. Uh, regularly missing school, mm-hmm. she was sent out to uh, ratch out, so get them back in line. <laughs> yeah. and, and I also on this program, we like to try to connect dots sometimes to people that are listening. Now, uh, they had a daughter named Debbie who was married to Jerry Lovett, state That's policeman, That's here correct. in our county. Debbie's still around, and yes, very very nice family. Okay, we'll we'll go a little bit further east on Maple and mm-hmm. talk about Carl Dean. Yeah, there were several businesses in that area. The only one I remember selling gasoline uh, was just west of the town branch now. Uh, It was owned by Carl Dean, and again, he had a sideline. He, I won't say he was a junk dealer, but he he would deal about anything. He'd buy (laughs) rags, uh, iron, steel, whatever. He ran a a station there, and it was really um, known probably as one of the best loafing spots in town. There's always a good number of men loafing there and many tall tales were told so it was a popular spot well we'll go on maple but we're going to go way at the other end let's let's go west out toward like we're going toward the high schools now go to uh, a place that any person that ever went to jessman county high remembers hager's grocery Yes, Hager's is probably a little bit outside the mile square limit that we talked about. It was owned and operated by former Jessamine County Sheriff Vince Hager and his wife, Belby. For several years, um, uh, he kind of kept it in the family. Um, when he quit uh, operating, it was turned over to his uh, ju- county judge, uh, Milton Wilson, who I believe was a brother-in-law to Vince. Mm-hmm. He and his wife ran it for several years, and then it uh, it was run by Vince's son, Roy Lee, and his uh, his wife and his brother-in-law, uh, Sam Preston. Uh, then Roy's son, uh, Butch, and his daughter, Patsy, and their spouses, uh, basically six families made a good living and, and raised their family from this great business. Mm-hmm. It was another um, hometown business that uh, was lost to big oil and the big box stores. Right. And the building still is there. It's it's easily recognizable by those people who've been around for a while. But uh, as I alluded to before, if you were a student at Jessamine County High and you could drive, uh, that was probably the place you stopped before you went to school was Hager's Grocery, either in the morning or the afternoon when you got out, either way. Yeah, it also provided, uh, I can remember, a Sunday evening meal for us. Uh, we'd go to church on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, and make a trip to Hager's Grocery to get Colby cheese and a uh, good old sliced bologna and take home and eat bologna and cheese sandwiches on Sunday nights. It was quite a memory there. And isn't it funny talking about that, John, how things like that stay in your mind? Little things that, as a kid, you didn't think a second thing about. But now, uh, how much those kind of memories you appreciate. And I guess that goes with age. You appreciate them now. You certainly do. You didn't at the time, maybe. But now, when the older you get and look back, the more you appreciate (laughs) it. The more you do. Okay, we're going to go back down on Main Street. Let's get back in that square mile area. Go down around Gas Station. Now, there there were several things going on there. Yeah, back to uh, the next memory I've got is back to Main Street at the corner of uh, Oak. 
uh, Oak and Main, uh, there were gas stations on all three corners, or three of the corners at one time or another. Uh, the other corner business was the post office mm-hmm. located on the other other corner. But now that's where Central Bank is now. That's where Central okay. Bank is now, the old First National Bank building. Okay. Yes. At that time, um, there was a small, and still is, a small building on the uh, southwest corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's occupied now by Space Insurance. That building uh, was a filling station. Uh, it, again, was full service, although it was a very small station. It had a place in the back you could pull in, and they worked mm-hmm. on your car. That station, I've been told, uh, and I don't remember this far back, was operated at one time by Harlan Sanders. Right. Uh, yes, uh, it's a Kentucky Fried Chicken mm-hmm. man, and it was before he discovered his famous chicken. And I want to stop you right there because I was told that too by a fellow who I trust a thousand percent, and that was Elstein Hager. And a story that Elstein told me one time, right down the street from that was a little place called Baskets Restaurant. And Elstein said that one day Harlan Sanders went into Baskets and got a cup of coffee. And he very loudly proclaimed that it was absolutely the worst cup of coffee he'd ever had in his life. And he got up to walk out, and Fred Basket picked the cup up and threw it at him as he went out the door. And, of course, it was long after that, I guess, when Harlan Sanders went to Corbin, and that's where he came up with his restaurant and the chicken recipe. So Yeah, and some of the history of, uh, of Harlan Sanders was that he had, had several endeavors uh, mm-hmm. in his life. Some hit, some didn't. Uh, yeah. Of course, the Kentucky Fried Chicken made him famous, but at one time, uh, really the brick building now that's between Central Bank and uh, Gwen Kurtz and Hager Funeral Home, uh, the Ford garage was in there. Uh And when they moved out to their new building over on Main Street, we'll talk about it in a moment, he ran, uh, Colonel Sanders ran, also ran a garage there. Uh, huh. Somebody said that he uh, also maybe had a another business on the side. That, I've heard uh, that too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was maybe a little alcohol sales was run, <laughs> running around before it became legal. But anyway, that uh, that's a tale that's been told. Now, uh, a few years uh, later, that I remember, of course, was uh, was what fellow would call Frug Price. Mm-hmm. He uh, he operated that store for uh, for several years, and then built a new store directly across Main Street on the southeast corner, and and operated the Standard Oil Station there until his retirement. A couple of his employees were his son Willard and Walter Brumfield, our longtime Nixville fire chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, this building's still there, and it's uh, I think it's an auto repair business now, but uh, they don't sell. Of course, gasoline right. there and have them for several years. Right. Now, on the other corner, let's go north. The third corner on the northeast side, uh, I remember uh, very well, C.T. Ashley uh, had a feed store there, and uh, after they went out of business and a number of years later, um, they erected a new service station there on that corner, and I believe one of the first operators was Joe McDonald. Mm-hmm. Joe was uh, a local fellow here. His family's still here. Some of the others were Bobby Burton. Mm-hmm. Bobby Burton operated for a time. Uh, the Stinted Brothers, Vernon and Brutus. That spot now is currently occupied by a CBS store. Uh, it's where it and Keller Motor Company were were located there before the CBS store. Right. Now, right next door to that was Keller Motor. Yes, uh, Keller Motor, of course, a longtime Ford dealer. Uh, Mr. Keller designed, built that building back uh, in one of the first big 
four stores, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the larger garages at the time. He designed it with a with a canopy out front with gasoline, gasoline pumps. Now, Doug, we spoke about they did service on the outside of that, uh, both on the inside. You pulled into the business mm-hmm. under the canopy, and, and you could fill out from that side mm-hmm. or pull up on the street and fill up from the other okay. side. So it, it was also had um, had the pumps out front. And one thing we want I want to mention right here, John V, is when we talk about pulling up and getting gas, a lot of our new listeners, a lot of our younger listeners, let me put it that way, do not remember the day, I do, unfortunately, I'm that old, where when you pulled up to get gas, it wasn't just gas. They checked the air in your tires, they checked your windshield washer, your wipers, they for free. That was part of service. That you don't find anymore, I don't guess anywhere. No, of course, air was free even right. back then. Right, uh, they checked your tars. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you could ask just about for anything, and right. they would they would check it out. And they pumped the gas for you too. Correct. That was a full service store. Well, that's part one of our program. We hope you've enjoyed it so far. Next Saturday morning, we'll do part two and talk about the rest of the service stations on up Main Street. We love that you join us every Saturday morning at eleven on All Things Jessamine right here on Jess FM 105.9.